Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. It's February 14th, Valentine's Day. Whether you believe in love on one day of the year or that it's a manufactured capitalistic ritual that we go through every year, either way, it's Valentine's Day. When I think about Valentine's Day, I think about relationships We talk about relationships so much on this podcast. There's no way to get around it. But it also makes me think of dating. As you know, I'm a mom in chief. So while I'm very dedicated to my little girl, Joni, and also to my extrapreneurial pursuits and my job, I do make time to be a grown woman. I date. And as you know, You can't be a part of the 21st century if you have not had a brush with online dating. It is definitely where tech, culture, and business collide. With the onset of online dating, you've also seen a lot of online relationship coaches. Well, last year, I actually befriended one. He's my second and only friend that I've befriended on Instagram. His name is Aaron Jordan Jr. And he goes by Mr. Know Your Worth. He's been on national network television. He's written his own book. He has conferences. And he's just an all-around good guy. We discussed online dating and other topics related to relationships as it pertains to the internet. Without further ado, meet my friend, Aaron Jordan Jr. Hey Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, I appreciate you for having me on. Well, you you know what, I think you have the uh, honor of being one of my newest friends. And let me tell you why. Yeah? Yeah, so you're one of my newest friends, and you're one of the rare instances where I have developed a relationship or rapport online. I don't typically do that, and it's funny that I would say that because online dating is like a huge thing. And that's how people, like, develop relationships, right? Yeah. And, And so it's rare for me to just, you know strike up a conversation with somebody on Instagram or wherever and bond over things. But you know what? The thing that I've learned is that this is a conversation between me and my my friends and it's around tech culture and business. There are areas of interest that all overlap. And one of them is entrepreneurship. So I think as an entrepreneur, we see each other, right? And you're speaking, I'm speaking, you've got a book I might have one coming down the pipe, you know, all of that good stuff. <laughs> and yeah. we end up interacting, right? Uh-huh. 
So um, let's have our culture soup moment, okay? It's Valentine's Day. It's the day of love, or as somebody would probably say, it's a manufactured uh, day of love because of retail. But either way you slice it, <laughs> relationships and the topic of relationships are trending today as they always are. Have you noticed that relationships are always a hot topic on the internet, on social? But yeah, I have. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's, it's actually baffling when you think about it, when, I get, when, when you go into the whole cliche of Valentine's Day. Yeah, so um, when did you realize that the internet might be ripe and ready for a voice like yours? Was it because you saw a lot of conversations about relationships? No, I mean, the thing about it is, is that uh, the way the, the world has, has turned is that um, a lot of people create their platform in various different ways. And uh, unfortunately, social media and, and the Internet has been a tool for people to build a platform that has a voice. And so one thing that I've noticed that is that uh, I'm, I'm a marketer. My, my background is marketing. And so um, one thing that I've, I've noticed is the, the quickest way to brand yourself and to get your message out there uh, is through the Internet, social media. Mm -hmm. when, I start, when I started about seven years ago, uh, uh, Facebook was just really coming on the scene and things of that nature as far as me doing um, videos and things like that, just putting it up on social media. And, um, and just being able to uh, connect with people that's not right there in front of you, but have an impact on on their lives thousands of miles away. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was amazing. That's awesome. So tell me how yeah. you got started. You're a relationship coach, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. And tell me, tell me how you got started. Your background's in marketing, but how'd you get all the way up to being <laughs> a modern-day hitch? So... I think that uh, what I tell people is that your story is not meant for you. It's meant for others. And so uh, just like anybody else, I've had a story. I've uh, went through I went through those highs and lows in, in my life. I went through those highs and lows in relationships. And I went through those highs and lows in uh, my personal development in life. So from that, uh, I was in a very dark place. I was in a very dark place mentally. What, I, what people don't understand is that relationships are more spiritual than it is physical. A lot of people get so wrapped up in the physical component of relationships when, when, uh, when, when it has a lot to do with the spiritual aspect. And so the thing is, is that I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was hurt. I was broken. And uh, I haven't dealt with, I, at that time, I haven't dealt with my issues. And so in that, it put me in this very dark space. Um, and so at that time, I didn't have anyone talking to me or that I could go to to uh, to get that advice or or to uh, pull me out of that dark space. And so it was one of those moments where I had to have a come to Jesus moment, you know, uh, with uh, with who I was, who I am and what I am when it comes to not just only in relationships, but in personal development and as a man. Mm -hmm. OK, so you had this breakthrough. You were you were in a dark mm -hmm. place. And then something uh -huh. said, gee, start telling people about relationships. Come on, connect the uh -huh. dots a little bit more. Tell me more. <laughs> so I used to always get asked the male opinion or the male point of view uh, by women uh, on certain things. 
And I'm very unbiased. I'm very, I speak from a very unbiased standpoint when it comes to this topic, when it comes to this topic on dating, relationships, and love. And so from that, uh, I saw the uh, impact that it was having on people. And then also uh, just looking at the fact of how I got out of my certain, my situations, my dark moments, my moments of having those suicidal moments or my moments of dealing with rejection and abandonment. My thing was, is that if other people are, if I was dealing with this, I'm pretty sure other people are dealing with it as well, but do they have an authentic voice to where, uh, a person can actually help them. So one thing, one thing led to where I started writing my um, my thoughts and my feelings and and my principles and 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 how I dealt with things. I just started writing it out, and then me writing that out led to uh, a ten chapter book. But then also, but before I know it, before I published it. I was actually uh, holding little Q and A's, little seminars and things of that nature, and then from that. From there, it, it expanded, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, it made my, it did a real good job. So your book um, is that what was the catalyst for you doing some national television? Because I think you've done some national TV, right? Yes, I have. So I mean, what people don't understand is when you write a book, it come that opens up the door for a lot of things. And you know, me of course being in that marketing space, I wanted to. Uh, figure out how to capitalize on getting the message out there, not per se looking at the fact of, okay, well, if I do this, I'm going to make this amount of this amount of money. But looking at the fact of saying, like, how many people can I touch with this message? So that was the marketing standpoint that I had from it. And so I just marketed, marketed myself as uh, as that coach, as that uh, relationship guy. And then when, it, when uh, people caught on to it, and caught on to the message because it was authentic, it attracted a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people in the industry as far as in radio and TV, as far as doing interviews and things of that nature. So tell us about the book. What's it called? And what's it about? The book is called The Power Within. Oh, there a it is. Word from both sexes. All right. <laughs> so um, I, I, was, I was very strategic with the title or with the, t- with the title of the book, and uh, it, it was a title that actually made people think. Because when you look at the title, it's like, okay, well, so uh, from both sexes. So how can you speak from both sexes standpoint? So the thing about it is when you, uh, I give off principles in this book that help people to understand, one, who they are, two, whose they are, three, what they are, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to dating, when it comes to just being an individual before getting into that relationship or going on to the next. Because if you think about it, what happens is, is people typically use other people to, to get over another person, which causes you to be what I call emotionally schizophrenic. Because you're dealing with emotions on top of emotion, on top of emotions, on top of emotions. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so in that, when you don't give yourself enough time to heal, you accept and you settle for anything. So the th- I, I use this example. So if you haven't if you haven't gotten over your ex or your past relationship or that hurt, what you're going to do is you're going to attract the very same thing into your life that you left. But the thing about it is going to be dressed up differently, and it's going to be that much. It's going to be ten times detrimental than what you just. This left. is really this is real wisdom. So where do you glean your wisdom? Do you um, 
do you cite other sources or is this something that you cultivated over time? Mm -hmm. How did you come to these, um, these, these, these nuggets of wisdom? Well, <clears throat> I, I don't want to infringe on anyone's religion or anything like that or their uh, religious beliefs. I believe in Jesus I'm, here, so you can talk about Jesus oh, yeah. if you so, want to. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian, so, okay. uh, and, and, and at that time, when I was going through a lot, when I was going through a lot of my uh, depression moments and my dark moments, um, and I was going through that second suicide attempt, he spoke to me. And so he, he, he asked, he asked, he asked me, he said, if, if you take your life, who's going to impact, who's going to impact the people that I have for you to impact? Who's going to carry out that work? Who's going to uh, be that pillar that I have for you to carry out this work? So, so in that, at that moment, I, uh, I raised my hand. I just said, man, I, I accept. And so when I was writing, everything that 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 uh, was in this book poured from me. It was like it was like it was someone speaking through mm -hmm. me. And I'm not trying I'm not trying to uh, turn this into a whole churchy thing, but he spoke through me to deliver the words Aaron, in this book. Let me let me stop you right there. I just want to let you know if, I, if, I've done a lot listen, of interviews. So <laughs> this is the Culture Soup Podcast, okay? That's Whatever's okay. in you. We want to hear about it. Let's and go. we are Jesus friendly here. Okay? okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay. But so, so the thing is, 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 um, at that point when I accepted the purpose, I accepted the calling, I accepted, uh, the gift per se. And I started writing. It flowed. He spoke and it, and it just translated in the words that, 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 uh, thousands of people have read. And so, uh, and I tell people it, it wasn't me. It wasn't me that formulated those analogies. It wasn't me that formulated that thought process in that delivery. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and when I say that, and people say, okay, well, you had a ghostwriter. Well, no, I mean, I wrote the book. But if, you, if you're tapped into your spiritual being and you're tapped into who's your source, then you'll understand what I'm saying when I say that it wasn't me that actually wrote that book. So it's divinely inspired. Mm -hmm. So is the worldview that you take in your mm -hmm. approach to relationships from a Christian mm -hmm. standpoint? Is it Christian dating yeah, advice? So, so what I do is I take the I take the spiritual and the practical mm -hmm. and I put it together and I make it make sense. Because the thing is, is when you when you, what I've noticed is that uh, when you when certain people give relationship relationship advice, everything that we do is come from the word, and 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 it's, it's nothing null and void under the sun. So when I deliver it, I, I give practical advice, but also I tie it in with the spiritual, mm -hmm. and I make it mesh together, and it's like a aha moment. Mm -hmm. So you're married, right? Yes. yes. Six years. Six years. Good for you. Six years, May 7th. So put yeah. that on the timeline. When did you get married? When did you write the book? Well, I got, I got married um, actually May uh, May 7th of 2013. Mm -hmm. I, finished a, I finished a rough draft of the book uh, in 2012, actually. And it was, it was around about maybe August, September of 2012. I finished the book. Um... Got it published. It was around November of 2012. I did my first tour 
uh, coming into uh, 2013 before we got, got married. Mm-hmm. Went to about seven different cities. Then after that, I started marketing. I started blasting the book. Then in 2014, I got picked up by a publisher. Uh, um, and it redrafted the book as far as in 2014. And in 2017, I had I did a, a, I finished a second edition mm-hmm. of the book, which is this one that you see here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just put it like it's a teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in 2017, I finished that. I added uh, more uh, more content, and I put two case studies. Okay. Actually, to bring to bring everything home and uh, make. Uh, to tie the principles in to uh, real-life scenarios to the so people that I've advised. did you use any of those uh, tenets in your dating and marrying your <laughs> wife? That's what everybody wants to know. Well, see, my wife, see, if my wife is standing right here right now, she'll say I got the story all wrong, but I have a photographic memory. See, me and my wife, we went to high school together, and... Um, and we tried to date a little after high school. Of course, at that time, I messed up. I'm not going to lie about that. Young and dumb. But um, but in that time, uh, she she left and she went to Nashville. I was here in Memphis. I was there in Memphis, Tennessee. But in that time, so to make a long story short, seven years went by. Seven years. And so in that time frame of seven years, I lived life. I matured. I uh, had my daughter, uh, which, changed, which, which is one of the most um, powerful things that ever happened to me in my life. And, uh, and during that time, I grew up and uh, things of that nature. But I tell people that, that, um, that, that I wasn't ready at that time for the woman that she was. I wasn't mentally ready. So I had to mentally catch up to where she was at 18 years old. Now, now she's uh, 24. 25 plus. I'm not going to tell her age. Okay, please don't. And don't have a man at me and broadcasting it. <laughs> no, but um but no, but I had to really I had to really dig deep cuz those, those mistakes that I made pushed me uh pushed me 7 7 to 8 years away from my God's gift. And I tell people that read that you have to understand the dynamics of 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 relationship. It's more spiritual than it is physical. So uh Everything that you do, you have to you have to reap it, uh, whether it's good or bad. So in that instance, I call in the instance of when I caused more hurt and I caused all the pain and I had and I and I had to reciprocate. I had to receive all that back. So I had to learn my lessons. And, you know, karma, as people say, it's it'll knock you on your tail. Yeah. Reaping and sowing is what the word calls it. people right now who it's it's Valentine's Day and it's the day of love and couples and all that good stuff what do you have to say to the single woman or man that is out there and thinking I don't have a date tonight if somebody says Valentine's to me one more time I might just have to punch him in the throat what do you have to say to them about being in that state of mind on Valentine's Day well, I think I think though that the, a lot of people get get caught up in the whole fact of Valentine's Day because of the fact that the world says that's a love day. But even after that day, if you still haven't done done the necessary work on yourself, mentally, uh, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, you're still going to be the same even after that day. 
And so I tell people, I said, I said, uh, focus on getting back to the point of loving you. Make love to yourself, not literally, but it, but just get to the point of understanding your value, your worth, your who you are as a person. Because the thing is, we all have hurt, we all have pain that we have to deal with. But so, but the thing is that you have to be able to release that energy uh, from yourself before you get into a, a relationship with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I really try to have people to hone on that than per se the uh, the, the the Valentine's Day itself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're really just saying that Valentine's Day is just one day. You need to get a little bit of perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to know your worth. Did I pick up on that? Yes. Know your worth (laughs) and understand that you are worthy of the love. And the only way that Mm -hmm. you can be worthy is to start to love yourself. That's what I picked up on. Exactly. See, the thing is, the thing is, is that people that you would, I tell people, the law of attraction is a very powerful thing. What dominates your thoughts the most is what you'll attract into your life. So if you're constantly thinking about the hurt and you're constantly thinking about the pain, the rejection or the molestation that you've experienced over your over over your life, that stuff follows you. It's not going to go away just for one day because that's, quote unquote, love day. But the thing is, you have to sit there and sit at the table and deal with that stuff. And, and that's one thing that people are not... Well, and that's interesting you bring that up because you're talking mm-hmm. about dealing with that as an individual. But I've been reading about soul ties. And I'm yeah. wondering if what you just said, if you still have this darkness in your life and still mm-hmm. depressed about things that have happened, or at least, you know, I don't want to get into medical depression, but if, if yeah. you're still hanging on to the bad things that happened before... You can take mm-hmm. that into another relationship. I mean, what you that theory really is around soul ties, right? Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, and with, with soul ties, it's basically you carrying those emotions from your past relationships on to the next because you haven't dealt with those issues. See, the thing is, that's why I say relationships are more spiritual than it is physical. It's more sub, it's more, it has a more subconscious effect. So tell me this. Yeah. If I have mm-hmm. sunshine in my mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. someone starts to court me, date me, whatever. And they mm-hmm. have some dark clouds in their life that they haven't dealt uh-huh. with. Is it possible for them to pass along their dark clouds to me? Exactly. Or, you know, See, some people would think just the exact opposite. If that person brought their dark clouds at my sunshine would overpower mm-hmm. their dark clouds. But I tend to think it's just the opposite. What do you say? But see, when you when you deal if you if you're at a space in your life where you're where you're happy and you you've dealt with your issues, but you get with someone that's quite not always there themselves, and they're looking for uh, mental healing, they're looking for spiritual healing, they're looking for um, just healing within themselves. And they haven't dealt with their issues themselves. You can easily be sucked in. And 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 uh, and brought to a point where you're on their level, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you why. Because there's a thing that's called triggers. Triggers is brought to you by the universe. The universe has a way of testing us when we think we're on. When we, th- when we think we've moved on, okay. And it's it's to a point where it's it's always testing us to see where we are. And and the thing about it is, if you truly have not dealt with your issues or or or, or the things that have 
cause you to hurt. Somebody else that has even more hurt than you can come in and really bring you to their level or even lower. Mm -hmm. So I actually, I really tell people really dominate your thoughts on what you're attracting to your life. Do you believe that people are aware that they're broken or is it that many times we aren't aware that we are broken? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, Probably not aware, but more so in denial because we like to save face. You know, we like to people. We, we, we don't like to sit at the table of our hurt. So we like to mask it. And when I say mask it, meaning we like to use other people. We like to use other people to to uh, project our pain. Mm -hmm. So when we use other people to project our pain. That's a temporary fix. That's a temporary. That's like a. That's like putting a bandaid on a on a wound where you need about fifteen. To so it's possible that people are using other people as band aids, yeah. and they may not even be aware that they're doing it. Just nope. it's just a tendency because they're broken. It's, it's, it's a tendency because they fall back into what I call learned behaviors. See, when you when you're uh, when when you're at that point of you're dealing with your own stuff. It's, it's very uncomfortable. So when you get uncomfortable, what do you do? You go back to what you know, which is your learned behaviors. And so they try to hide it and try to mask it. Let's turn to online dating. Social <laughs> media is culture soup. Yeah. Apps are culture soup. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what What is your take on online dating? I mean, your your approach um, is is grounded in the word. It sounds like. Um, and the last time I talked to my pastor about this, he was telling me back in 2009 that like one in every three couples that came in and said that they were getting married and needed counseling met online. So <laughs> where are we with this? Um, what? Mm -hmm. I think I think with online dating, you can actually meet some interesting people, but I think. Everything, no matter if it's online or in person, it still has a common. It still has a common denominator. It still have that common ground. You have to still be uh, aware of who you are in order for what you attract. You know, so even with online dating, I mean, the, that, that's still a representation until you actually sit down in front of that person. You, does that make sense? Oh, totally. And so when you sit down in front of that person, now you now if you if you haven't. If you still have things going on in your chamber or in your closet, that representation, you'll fall for it instead of actually digging deep and getting past, getting past the representation in the outer and really digging in deep and saying, like, OK, what is it that I really want? You know, you have to ask yourself those mm -hmm. questions. A lot of people, a lot of people are still stuck in their comfort zone. And saying, OK, well, that's what I'm normally attracted to. So let me give that a try. That's what I'm used mm -hmm. to. Let me give that a try. So I, I think you can still meet, meet some interesting people on online. Uh, I, before I even got before I got married years ago or whatever, I, I was on online. Most men are too. really well, comfortable I, with it. Um, I think yeah. there are lots of women that probably are, but there are a lot of women that are not. And mm -hmm. primarily because people catfish, people don't tell the truth, they misrepresent themselves. And there's there's always a safety issue, too. Um, yeah. Do you have tips for people who are 
turning to online dating and I'm thinking outside of safety. I mean, the obvious thing there is don't give away your money, <laughs> you know, exactly. check them out, you know, run the Google search, exactly. do some background checks, all that good stuff. But <laughs> when it comes to trying to find a relationship, not mm-hmm. even, gee, I'm just going to swipe right and hook up with somebody. Do you have yeah. like grounded tips for people mm-hmm. who are dating in the 21st century? And a part mm-hmm. of that is online dating. Well, I think one thing you have to do is just uh, look at where you are in your life uh, and then you can make your assessments from there. When I say look at where you are in your life, if you see that you're in your life where you're at this particular place and you're at a standard, I think that I think that people should not lower their standard to just say, OK, well, I haven't dated in a while. So let me just bring it down just a little bit. And I'm going to see what he's talking about. Still keep that same standard. But uh, but I think I I think you'll be able to find what you're looking for with some people. It's, it, it goes it goes around. I still think it goes around with standards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's still still keep your standards. A lot of people lower their standards when it comes to online dating just just to appease. And let's be clear people. on what you're saying. Standards are. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What do you mean by standards? When I when I say when I say standards, um, and I mean if you know that. Your non-negotiables are this mm-hmm. here, or is uh, or your deal breakers are high up mm-hmm. here, and this person here is online shows you representation, and you say your deal breakers are smoking, but you say okay, well he looks good, he has a nice job. I see he says a smoker right there. And you still take a date, and you still right. go, but you but when you meet up with that person, that's Uncle Joe that used to sit on the park. On a, on a porch at the house somewhere. <laughs> See, that means you lowered your standards. Yeah, you yeah. did a lot of things there. <laughs> you did a you lot. You got smoking of- papa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think I think it's still you still take the same approach. Um, as when you're uh, physically meeting someone, but you use a, you you be more meticulous and strategic about. Okay, what projects you got coming up that you could talk about? Well, uh, I'm working on my third book. It's called the uh, the Dating Devotional, a 60 day guide to revamping your thoughts on dating. I'm working on that. To hopefully, it'll be released uh, be be done by Valentine's Day. Uh, gearing up for uh, my 2019 tour that starts in March, March of uh, 2019, and then also gearing up for uh, my podcast. My radio show is coming back, but it's going to be in the form of a podcast. And what um, radio station have you been on? Um, the radio station I've been on, I've been on 760 AM The Gospel. That's here uh, based out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a blog talk show um, that had over 50,000 listeners. Wow. What then happened? Why did you give them up? Me and, me and my me and my partner out of Chicago, we uh, I was co-hosting it with someone, and and we, he wanted to do gotcha. other business ventures, so that led me from going. So what did you do with those fifty thousand listeners? Like, where'd they go? Oh, that's email, email database. Okay, they good, follow me good. online, follow me online, and everything like that. And um, yeah, so I still that's have that. I still have those followers. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> And so um, then after uh, 760, I got picked up by a bigger station here in the area. And what I did with, uh, when I was on 760, 760 was an AM mm-hmm. station. So I didn't have a lot of frequency. 
uh, too, as well as uh, it was a gospel station. So what I did was is that I, I recorded, we did a live show in Nashville, but I had them to record my show. But I have I had a uh, um, my uh, show broadcast in Florida, like four counties in Florida. Then I had my show broadcast in Augusta, Georgia, and Atlanta, and up in oh, Chicago. And I was working on, I was working on Dallas. So all in all, from that from those strategic efforts and those marketing efforts, I had about 1.5 million wow. listeners just in those efforts there. And then so I got picked up by a bigger station uh, that was here in Nashville um, that was more of a regional station. It was called 101 The Light. Very successful show, but the station changed their platform. It and happens. That yeah, a lot of show. that's going on these days. All right. Oh, yeah. So, and don't you have something coming up in the fall, in October? Oh, yeah. Uh, my um, women's conference is in mm-hmm. October. I can't release who, who, who the keynote's going to be, but... I tell people, keep sleeping okay. on Okay. <laughs> well, we're not going to sleep on you, Mr. Know Your Worth. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Where can we find you online? Oh, yeah. Where can people follow you? You can actually go to my website, AaronJordanJr.com. Then I'm uh, on Instagram, at Mr. Know Your Worth. Uh, on Twitter, at Aaron Jordan. Facebook, um, Arthur Aaron Jordan Jr. Or just Google me. And all that, all that information. All right, and up. if I recall, you're a Sigma, aren't you? Come shout on now. To, to your, the day shout I die. Out to your brothers out there. To the day oh, I die. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate it so much. No problem. I appreciate you all for right. having me. You take care. So there you have it from the relationship coach, author, speaker, Mr. Know Your Worth, Aaron Jordan. Now, we're two days out from February 16th, where we will be having our second masterclass live on the 30-Minute Mentor. Go to the 30minutementor.com, sign up. Make sure you do its personal branding, leveraging it for maximum impact. I'd like to welcome the Dallas-Fort Worth Urban League Young Professionals along for this masterclass. And if you want to be a part, make sure that you tune in. And then also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Culture Soup and log on and subscribe at theculturesoup.com. Until next week, oh, we've got life strategist, life coach, best-selling author, Valerie Burton. See you online. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Silos Communications.